0: Welcome to Speak Up with Rita Burke and Elton Brown.
1: This evening, we have the pleasure, we have the honor. We have the warmest delight of interviewing none other than Andrew Horbury. Andrew is currently a division director in District 60. And he has lots of stories to tell about his life and about his Toastmasters journey. So welcome, Andrew.
2: Thank you, Richard Nelson. It's uh, just a delight to be with you here tonight.
0: Now that you have been a, a division director for six months, how does it feel as comparison to when you took the role in July.
2: It feels very different. And it changed round about January the 3rd, I think. That was when the we went from being in planning mode and just getting our, our hands around the issues and just trying to understand everything. And then round about the turn of the year, we suddenly thought, oh my goodness, this is this is the final six months. There's only six more months to the end of the Toastmasters year. And there's so much to be done, not just the contests, but helping people through their pathways, helping people find new members for their clubs, so much to be done and so little time now to do it in.
1: You are so right about that. We started the year on the 1st of July and here we are in January already. So it's like we're heading to the finish line now and we are indeed realizing that there's much to be done. But something that I need to ask you, Andrew, and it is, have you discovered anything new about Andrew Horbury now that you are a division director? What have you learned about yourself and about your leadership style particularly?
2: Well, I have to say, Rita, I'm blessed with four area directors who are in the, have very, very individual styles, very different styles, but they're all very motivated to do the best for their clubs and, and for Toastmasters. So it's the, the role has brought me a lot of joy, really, just watching those four people grow and expand their capabilities and take on new responsibilities. And I'm seeing them now volunteer for lots of roles and lots of responsibilities that I think maybe they might not have in back in August last year. So that's been terrific. I've really enjoyed almost sitting back and watching that happen because they're doing it under their own steam. They, they are doing their own thing out there. And I guess what I've rediscovered about myself is that I love helping to point people in the right direction. And in division terms, that means knowing all the information, all the resources that the district offers and not forcing it on everybody. Not, not overwhelming people with, wow, look at all, the, all this stuff, because there is so much. There is a manual or a video or a podcast for any eventuality you can imagine. But just knowing that and thrifting that and, and curating it so that when somebody has a problem, whether it's a club member or a club or an area director, if any of them have a challenge, you can suggest some resources or some people that they could connect with that would really really help them. So I guess what I'm relearning about myself is I love connecting people and and resources and and help. That's that's what I rediscovered about myself.
1: And that's a good discovery, is it?
2: I think it is. I have spent my career being a project manager, so I'm very type A. I understand what the deadlines are. I understand what the constraints are. I understand what needs to be delivered so my default is to over plan everything and I used to get very upset when things didn't go exactly according to plan Uh, if something just didn't go the way that I expected or I wanted to that would bend me out of shape for days and I'd worry about it and think how did that happen and what could I have done differently or better that would have prevented that And I guess what I have learned is that it's okay. Things aren't going to go the way you expect. They are going to be strange things happening that you could just never have expected or never planned for. And whereas I would have got very anxious previously about that, I now have a more relaxed attitude and and I I can step back, I think, and think about, well, what's really the problem here and how can I help? Uh, That is
0: definitely a steep learning curve, (laughs) to be able to put down the anxiousness and the worry of being a Toastmaster. I remember many times, Fern Parker, who has long, she's long gone, but she would always say, relax, it's just Toastmasters. And I think that frame of mind allows you to get rid of all the baggage and allows you, which allows you to move forward. I'm just wondering, talking about moving forward, what have you found to be your greatest challenge as a division director?
2: So I think the biggest challenge is one that's, I think the organization faces it at almost every level, which is, I know how wonderful Toastmasters is because I've been in it for a number of years and the leadership knows how wonderful it is. But my goodness, we're having some real problems, I think right now, finding new guests to become members who can then experience how wonderful Toastmasters is. And I sound almost evangelical about Toastmasters because I've seen the difference it's made in people's lives. I have seen them grow and become so much more confident than I would ever have thought when they gave their first icebreaker and they were terrified and reading from notes. And to see people start like that and within a couple of levels of pathways to change out of all recognition and be so different and have so much more confidence that is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. And that's why I'm so, I'm so keen on Toastmasters. I just love it. I think it's the best program that I've ever encountered. And I just love learning. So I've done a couple of degrees. I've done lots of certifications. I just keep on learning because I, I just absorb stuff that way and love it. And, and to see people go through a program that is self-directed, that's voluntary, that is remarkably cheap. Toastmasters is a heck of a lot cheaper than my MBA was, but to see the results that you get from Toastmasters is just extraordinary. So that's why I'm really evangelical about it. I I think it's an extraordinary system and and trying to find more people to experience that for the very first time. I think that's the biggest challenge as a division director.
1: I agree with you, it is the challenge to find those people who perhaps finding the people may not be an issue with getting them to commit to what's involved with Toastmasters. But you said something that really resonates with me is that you like to learn. Uh, I, I describe myself as a forever learner. It sounds to me as if you two are a forever learner. that's, that's wonderful. But before interview started, you said something to me. You said that you had been a Toastmaster for a long time, as long as perhaps I have been a Toastmaster, so I describe us both as fossilized Toastmasters, Andrew. I'm not sure if you buy into that description, but if you've been a Toastmaster for as long as you've said then, I I need to hear from you any story that has etched itself on your mind during your Toastmaster journey. Tell us about anything that you will never forget about that Toastmaster journey.
2: I will never forget certain speeches that people gave. I have them, I'm a terrible hoarder. So I have got copies of every single agenda in a binder And I've noted down the times for each of those speeches and when we had club contests or other competitions I would write down the results now so I've got quite the archive of our club in one place. If I went back to that binder and flicked it open I could, I bet you, I could remember most of those people and most of those presentations Mm. without going back to that binder. I can remember a few presentations one sticks in my mind and it was a perfect Toastmasters presentation because it had a recurring theme and the recurring theme was it's a possibility and the speaker was talking about how her father no matter what outrageous idea the speaker gave her father her father's response was always it's a possibility and and that non-judgmental attitude and just the, the warmth and humour of that approach, I think, really, really stuck with me. So I will remember forever Terry Bonner's presentation entitled, It's a Possibility. Uh, that struck me as the, just the epitome of Toastmasters uh, because it was an unexpected presentation. I walked into the, the meeting that morning and three presenters gave speeches on completely different subjects And that fuels my learning. Every week I know I'm going to turn up to the meeting and I'm going to learn something new. And that may be some stuff that Toastmasters would like us to learn about presentation style or vocabulary or something like that. But more often it's about the person giving the presentation. And I just love, love, love that aspect of Toastmasters.
0: You are a avid learner. You're forever wanting to learn something new different. Your mind probably absorbs things like a sponge, I, and, and that is a excellent trait, especially if you are a Toastmaster. I wonder, in being a Toastmaster, and then outside of being a Toastmaster, does andrew what are andrew's passions not including toastmaster
2: so my passions as of january 2022 are unfulfilled because i have two things that i love beyond anything else one is theater and I would happily spend every single night that I possibly could in theater. And that was one of the joys of, of coming to Toronto was discovering the, the very extensive theater scene here. So I enjoy going to Soul Pepper, to Musical Stage Company, to almost anything in any theater in Toronto. So can't do that right now. My second passion, which is a very, very unexpected passion because I, I grew up as a very asthmatic kid in the southwest of Scotland. I was very unathletic. I was always the last one picked for any team sports. I was hopeless, hopeless at team sports. And uh, my fellow students recognised that and rewarded me with the with being picked to the very last for every team. So now, much to my and indeed everyone else's surprise, what I love doing is exercise. And I particularly enjoy doing a very prescribed and planned piece of exercise called body combat, which is a 55 minutes generally, very, very, very aerobic piece of exercise, which is basically mixed martial arts moves to a disco beat, a very fast disco beat. So getting my heartbeat up to 170 uh, over the course of that hour and keeping it up at that level is one of my new passions. Relatively new passions, I should say. I've been doing it for about seven years now, I think. And again, of course, here we are in January 22, can't do that neither. So my, my passions right now are theatre and exercise, neither of which I can do properly. And I'm so looking forward to that changing, hopefully in the near future.
1: Getting your heartbeat up to, how would she do say, 170? And, and you're still alive.
2: Well, (laughs) every time, Rita, every time I do this, I wonder whether I'm going to survive for 55 minutes. But so far, so good.
1: This certainly has been for me a simply amazing experience to spend this very short time with you. You have answered all of our questions, and I feel certain that our audience would enjoy listening to what you have said to us. And so with that in mind, I want to say a sincere thank you to you, Andrew, for joining us on Speak Up. I want to say one last thing. I heard your speech some months back on putting on the ritz, and it was indeed very humorous. Obviously, you have gained tremendously, and you've, you've sucked up and soaked up the benefits of Toastmasters. And here you are, after being a Toastmaster for so long, at the top of your game, and I need to congratulate you so much. I see the sky is the limit, and thank you again for joining us. Andrew Horbury.
2: Bruce Nelton, it's just been a pleasure being with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you for
0: listening to Speak Up. To discover upcoming podcasts, please go to www.toastmaster6060.com. Under News and Events, look for the District 60 newsletter to locate the schedule.